What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Heat Arrivals podcast. It's your boy, Sean Robinson, checking in with the one and only Mr. Zach Durkin. Zach, how are you feeling this lovely, lovely Friday morning? I am pretty tired, Sean. I just got off of an eight-hour shift at work. Um, came right over here to record this episode. I know we missed last week, you know, things going on in the world of the Zach holidays, and Sean. bro. The yeah, holidays. There's a lot of shit going on, but I know damn well you slept pretty well. Yes, correct. I had a very wonderful night's sleep last night, even though... Um, the game that ended up putting me to bed wasn't the uh, prettiest game, I guess you could say. And we'll get into that in a little bit. But um, listen, Zach, it's week 17 in the NFL. And, you know, for the majority of our lives, we this would have been the last game of the season. Um, but it's not. We have one more week left. I just want – just tell me how you feel about this NFL season overall right now. Well – if I could correct you, we have one week of the regular season left, Sean. Correct. Correct. So, That's what I meant. I'm sorry. I should have specified. It's okay. But this season has been kind of, I don't know if it's been weird. Like, there are a bunch of teams that kind of took a step up. Like, the Lions, you know, they're not the same pushover Lions. The Jaguars, they're not the pushover Jaguars. They're a tough team. And, you know, I feel like the dis- the disparity of the best to the worst is a little bit smaller now. Yeah, there's much more parity in the league, I think. Yeah, right? like I feel like any team can go out and win. There's really no shit team. I mean, you had the Texans, but they ended up playing pretty well towards the end of the year. The Colts right now are probably the bottom feeders of the NFL. Look at the Raiders. I mean, a lot of surprises, a lot of teams that didn't really live up to the hype, like teams in the AFC West who I thought were all going to be in the playoffs. Is Broncos country still riding? I don't think so. But then you look on the other side of things, teams that surprise a lot of people, you look at the NFC East, where all four teams as of right now are in the playoffs. So I think that's really kind of been my biggest takeaway from the year is just, like you said, the parity in the NFL is smaller and there's not really the best and the worst. Everybody kind of has a chance to beat everybody. You're 100% right, Zach, and it goes to what you've been saying forever on this podcast. Any given Sunday, Any bro. Any given Sunday. And sometimes on Saturdays. So Sometimes. Uh, let's. Uh, you want to talk about that Cowboys game last night? Because I have some things to say. We might as well. I know you were pretty happy about it. I know you didn't necessarily like the way the game went. And it's weird that you say that after they won by 14 points. But I want to hear your take on it. Yeah, all right. Um, listen. Any win in the NFL is a good win. All right. And after having some time to sleep on it. Quite literally, actually. I fell right asleep after the game. Um, I actually feel much better about that win last night. Because, yes, it was up against a uh, a Titans team that was pretty much laying down. I mean, they put everybody on IR that was worth talking about, especially on their defense. They were missing guys like Bud Dupree, Zach Cunningham. The Titans act like they don't have a divisional championship game next week against I mean, the Jaguars. I guess they were trying to rest them. I don't know. Derrick Henry didn't play in this game. And... You know, for about, I'd say a solid half, because I think the Cowboys in the second half just kind of, you know, big broed them a little bit. You know, there were some missed opportunities here and there. But uh, for the first half of this game, the Cowboys played like absolute shit, which is uh, something that I've become quite accustomed to. And I'm not saying that's a good thing. But Cowboys have a tendency, especially this year, to uh, quote unquote play with their food. You get what I mean by that? Like, I get they you. know they're the superior team and they kind of like try to do some like 
some things that they probably wouldn't do against teams like the Eagles. You know what I'm saying? Now, when you say they play with their food, I think the score was what at halftime, 17 to 13. Yes. And the final score was 27 13. So the defense stepped up a bit against Josh Dobbs and Hassan Haskins and all those guys. But I'm not going to take away a win. When you say they mess around, do you think it's messing around or do you think it's the Cowboys keeping other teams in games with the mistakes they make? It's a little bit of both. It's a little bit of both. When you you say playing around, I'm thinking like, all right, trick plays, just trying to be cute and doing shit like that. There was a couple of plays in this game that I just left like scratching my head. I was like, well, what the fuck? Like, how many times am I going to see fucking on third and one, Zeke take a a dive up the middle and lose four yards? You know what I mean? It's just, it's annoying to see. But, you know, like you mentioned, the mental mistakes, Dak fumbling the snap, not great. Dak not being able to read uh, underneath coverage, not great. But then you kind of get like the unlucky things, like Dak throwing an absolute laser to Peyton Hendershot. I don't know what the fuck he was trying to do. He alligator armed the ball. I, I mean, I, I don't understand how a perfect pass could have been alligator armed, but, you know, popped up in the air, leads to an interception. So I think there's a little bit of luck that plays into some of these things, especially, you know, watching as many snaps of Cowboys football as I do. But um, as long as they're winning games, Zach, I honestly don't care. And they're winning games. So well, I, mean, yeah. I can't complain. If you're if you're turning the ball over and making mistakes, at least you're playing teams that you're probably not going to end up seeing in the playoffs. Exactly. But, and trust me, there's nobody on the face of this earth that will agree with you more about lucky turnovers than me. How many Evan Ingram batted balls in the air have been picked off over the course of his career, right? Don't even get me started on that. But Dak, he's thrown a pick in each of his last six games, and four out of those six games has been two interceptions each. Doesn't matter how they come. I've heard it. With Eli Manning, with Daniel Jones, an interception is an interception. Do I think that sometimes they should be a receiver stat too? Absolutely. But the reality of the situation is the turnovers are keeping the other teams in games. And you can't afford to do that when you're playing the teams like Philly, when you're playing teams like San Francisco. I think he's got to get it together a little bit. Like, yeah, he's throwing touchdowns and he's throwing for a decent amount of yards. Not having Pollard last night probably had something to do with the fact that the running game wasn't all that effective. But... I mean, is Dak holding the offense back? I know I, I, know I mentioned this last time, you, and you, and you, you did. said no. You did. But and I'm, I'm still... I'm sitting here with the smirk on my face because I think he is holding them back. I think... I Zach, think, they still have the number one offense since Dak came that's back. That's fine. That's fine. They can do all that. They have everything around Dak that they need. And they're still winning games. If they... Listen. We, but we've had this conversation before. We have. We have. And I think, honestly, Zach, I would... I would understand where you're coming from more if they were losing games. Like if Dak was playing this way and they, let's say they lost to the uh, the Texans a couple weeks ago. Um, they, you know, let's say they lost to Philly last week. Then I would, uh, I would feel some sort of way about it. But they're still winning these games. Dak is still, you know, when, uh, when push comes to shove, he's still leading them down the field and putting them in positions to win games. You know right. what I mean? That's, the second half fine. Dak is a, is a real thing, Zach. First first half Dak and second half Dak are two completely different guys. That's I just fine. would like for them to meet somewhere in the middle. But Dak doesn't play defense either. The no, defense steps up when it matters. Yes, the of talent course. around him makes up for his mistakes. Dak, the Cowboys offense when Dak is not playing well is underachieving, which means he's holding them back. They're good enough to make up for the mistakes that he is making, which is getting them wins, All right, which so, is fine. So... How many of those turnovers last night would you put on Dak? 
Realistically. Well, a center quarterback. Was, was the center quarterback exchange a turnover, or was that just a I, fuck up? I think that's did just a fuck up. They, I, did, did they lose a fumble? They did lose a fumble, but I... You do you that know, every day in practice. I hear what it's, you're saying. I think something like that is a little inexcusable. There are certain times where the center maybe misses the snap count or the quarterback's not ready. It but was an adjusted play, too. They were going from originally from shotgun, and then Dak went under center. So, listen, there could have been a communication thing. It's a, a turnover's a turnover. I'll give you that one. Whatever. The, 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 the pass to the numbers, you got to catch that ball. Like I just said, no one's going to be more understanding about that than I am. But Dak just made a really bad read on that one. I think it was on the sideline. I forgot who picked it off or who it was to. But Kevin Byard. It was Kevin Byard. I think he had two picks in the day. Yeah, he did. Like, that one you can't really afford to make, in my opinion. But, yeah, I, I but, didn't like seeing that either. But since the Cowboys have a top five defense and top five skill position players and a decent offensive line, they can come back and make up for it. They still put up 27 points despite three turnovers. That's not a luxury that most teams are able to have. No, I hear you. I like, like we said, uh, like everything that I heard going into that game, the talent disparity was just so great. And you mean they still won by fourteen, even with you know three turnovers. So like, yeah, it sucks seeing those turnovers, and you want to see them clean it up. But like everything I've seen out of the Cowboys is they play up to their competition too. They kind of play down to their competition, but they also play up. Like. We saw what happened when they played the Eagles, and we saw what happened when they uh, they played the uh, Vikings a couple weeks back. You know what I'm saying? I'm still going to go back to those games because the I mean, Vikings, the Vikings game is the best I've ever seen the Cowboys play in the last, like, 15 years. And the Vikings are poo-poo. Listen, listen. Is that shameless segue right into your game? We could if you're done talking about yours. Because, I, I mean, that's a potential playoff matchup for you. So I want to see Minnesota in the playoffs. Uh, oh, you do? I want to see Minnesota. Fuck you, Taj. <laughs> Kirk Cousins a bitch. <laughs> All right, see? Now, I told you, Taj, it's not just me who fucking hates Kirk Cousins. It's everybody. All right, but that's uh, that's a little further down the road. You got you guys got to take care of business this Sunday. Uh, how are you feeling about that game? Because I feel incredibly confident about the Giants taking care of business against the bum-ass Indianapolis Colts. I mean, we almost put up 60 on them, Zach. At uh, the end of the day, I do feel like we're going to win. I do think that we are the better team. We're the better coach team. We have better... Believe it or not, this is one of the few times this year that I think we have more talent on our team than the other team. I agree with you. So, I just think the Giants need to come in, play their style of football, mistake-free, run the ball... Get some nice little passes going with Daniel Jones coming off his best game of the season, probably. The offense's best game of the season. But uh, there's still that little piece of me that's like very stressed out and worried and anxious because it's been so long since the Giants have been in a situation where they can clinch, like win and in type of deal. And just being a Giants fan the last, like I don't know, 28 years of my life, <laughs> something's always bound to fucking happen. Sometimes not. Sometimes it is. I don't know. It might just be me not being used to the moment and being a little anxious to just fucking get in. Because once they get in, I'm not going to give a shit. Like, Listen, Zach. I don't care if we lose by 50 to Philly next week. Carpe diem, man. Seize the day. I would and love Sunday's to. Sunday's going to be that day because I think this is a bold claim here. I think this is going to be the first time in what, like five years that the Giants scored 30 points. It's in not a game. five years. Relax. It, I think it's two years. Is it two? <laughs> I think it's it, two. Or is it like three or four? It's hard to imagine. We, it's hard. It's hard to imagine that we put up thirty points under the Joe Judge era. But nah, I mean, looking at it on paper, this really shouldn't be a close game. But the Giants' brand of football is close games. I mean, 
I think out of our eight wins this year, seven of them have been one score. Maybe all eight. So we'll see. All right, Zach. So for the Giants to get a win and to officially lock up their playoff berth on Sunday, they must do what? Hmm. Well, being as though I think Indianapolis' best trait is their defense, and that's really not saying much because their defense hasn't been that great. Their defensive line has been a little better. They're 20th against the run. I think they're 11th, actually, in total defense. Don't quote me on that. This needs to be a big Saquon Barkley game, yes I, or no? I think, it needs to be a, I think Barkley needs to do his thing, but I think Daniel Jones also needs to show what he did last week against Minnesota, Aaron and I a little bit, getting some schemes going to get the receivers open. But I think, like most games, it's going to come down to the trenches. If the Giants can get pressure on Nick Foles, and like Wink, like Wink Martindale said yesterday, they smell blood in the water. That offensive line is not very good, and I couldn't tell you why. Quentin Nelson just kind of fell off the face of the earth. The Giants' pass rush has been heating up, and heating up is an understatement because I think they're second in the NFL in sacks in the last, like, six weeks. Their pressure rate is ridiculous. You have all your guys healthy. I think Ojolari is going to end up playing. Um, We're getting Dory Jackson back. So I think all of that together, the only thing that could kind of, you know, curb this excitement is Big Dick Nick showing up. He's 3-0 against the Giants in his career. Oh, shit. Fuck, I didn't know that. I bet you didn't know that. I mean, he looked really bad the other night yeah, against the Chargers. He did like, not look really good at bad. all. No, he did not look good. I was fucking sweating Monday night out, hoping that Michael Pittman could at least get four points. Thank God he actually did, but Nick Foles was making it incredibly hard. <laughs> Big Dick Nick. But yeah, Zach, I, I, I just don't think Big Dick Nick shows up, bro. Like, He's so far and away gone from that guy now. Um, the Giants the Giants should really handle this one pretty easily. And spoiler alert, I'm taking them in my blind confidence pool this week. Wow. Yeah, That's I am. Th- those are big steps. That's a huge step. I don't think I've ever bet on the Giants ever in my life. You're relying on the Giants. Ever in my life. To win you something as big as a blind confidence pool? Yes, sir. Okay. It's my, mean, one, point. It's my one point play. Still, you know, but... I, I do have a. I, when push comes to shove, I think the Giants do take care of business. Do they put up 30 points like everyone is saying they will? No, because the Giants just don't do anything easily. I don't care if you're playing anyone. It's going to be like a 19 to 13 game. <laughs> on some I, don't, fake I, shit. I don't know about that. I still think the Giants get it done. And even if it is 19 to 13, I still win. So. Listen, it doesn't matter how, all that matters is how many in terms of wins, right? 100%. So let's talk about the NFC playoff picture. While we're at it. Yeah, we might as well, right? Um, We pretty much know all the teams that are going to be in the playoffs, all right? It's just pretty much a matter of seeding. A couple teams could sneak their way in if some crazy things happen. Um, But as you sit right, uh, as we sit here right now, Mr. Durkin, Cowboys are. Locked into the five seed pretty much, and the Giants are sitting at what the six seed. Giants are the six Se- seed right six now. Six seed. So you got Philly at one. Gotcha. As of right now, you have Minnesota two, San Fran three, and the NFC South. That shithole of a fucking division. They're fighting out for the fourth seed. I think Tampa Bay is going to end up walking away with that, unless the Panthers can pull off the upset this past this weekend. Yes, which uh, I don't know, man. When you rush for three hundred and twenty yards and two hundred in the next game. I don't know. I, I mean, I don't. I don't think the Panthers are any good. I also don't think the Bucks are any good. I mean, none of the teams from that division are any good, to be honest with you. 
But as a Cowboys fan, as someone who may end up playing a team from this division, I think I'd much rather play the Panthers than have to play Tom Brady in the playoffs again, well, just to be yeah. honest. Duh. <laughs> <laughs> but I will say this is not the same Tom Brady even from last year. This man, this man's going through it this year. He is, he is 45 years old, Zach Durkin, and I think he's finally starting to uh, show his age a little bit because the Bucks are not a good team. No. And it surprises me because they still have like pretty much everybody from the Super Bowl year. Yeah, I mean their I mean, offensive for the most line part. is banged up, right? But they you get know, Ryan Jensen back. Yeah, they get him back. But anyway, continuing on to the list, we got the Cowboys at the five seed. If the Giants can clinch up, take care of business, get the six seed, and then the seventh seed, it's really going to end up coming down to Washington, Seattle, uh, Detroit. One of those guys are going to get in, and I hope it's Detroit. Me too. I hope it's Detroit too. I really want to see Dan Campbell and his fighting Lions get yeah. in. Just because it would be a great story, right? It'd be awesome. But if here's where the seeding comes into play. I think Minnesota, if they lose one of their next two games and Washington wins, not Washington, San Francisco wins out, which I think they will, we get Minnesota in the first round. And I guarantee you, I can't guarantee it. But Greg, Jason, Greg Joseph ain't another 61-yarder. I'm sorry. That's just not going to happen. And... Honestly, I'd rather see the Minnesota Vikings in the first round because Kirk Cousins is just known to choke. And he's he's a glorified game manager, man. If you look at the tape, whenever he tries to do anything extra, he fucks up. He throws a pick or fumbles or does something. Like, if he didn't have Justin Jefferson, I know it's saying a lot, Justin Jefferson's the best receiver in football. But if he didn't have Jay Jettas, I don't know about him, man. Like, there were a couple times against the Giants where I was like, Kirk Cousins really ain't that good. He got bailed out a couple times, a couple dropped interceptions, yada, 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 whatever it may be. When you throw screens to Justin Jefferson, he gets 20 yards. Yeah, sure, passing yards. But, yeah, man, give me Minnesota. I'll, I'll take them in the first round. If we're going to win a playoff game, it's going to be against Minnesota, honestly. I don't think we beat San Fran. I don't think we beat Philly or Dallas or anything like that in the first round of the playoffs. Let's just get to the playoffs if you're if you're a Giants fan first. Let's just get there. Wow. Wow, that was a roller coaster. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I, I don't know whether to to cry from just being so proud or or just to be confused, but like that was great, Zach. I, what what's going on here? When did you suddenly uh turn on Minnesota? Are you just it was, were you that scorned by, it the, was by the field goal? Literally the first drive of the game. I hate Kirk Cousins. Uh, like, wait, I when he threw his arms up after getting hit low. No, he was pointing like a fucking middle schooler. Like, oh he did it, he did it. <laughs> fucking pussy. Fuck out of here, bro. You suck. You should have had two interceptions. <laughs> oh my god. I love it. This is great. I hope he listens to this episode. I, if he's going to listen to any, it's going to be this one. I want some feedback on this, Tosh. Oh, uh, okay. I'm calling he, you out specifically. Oh, man. Here we go. He, and he keeps ducking the podcast. He keeps ducking the podcast. Keeps ducking it, bro. Didn't want to come on after the Cowboys beat him. Didn't want to come on even after his big win against the Colts. If he was going to be on, it would have been before he played you guys. Yeah. And he didn't. And they proceeded to lose 40-3. to three. Listen, we're not saying it's coincidence, but when Taj doesn't come on the podcast, they get skunked. <laughs> all right, let's get back to the playoff picture. Uh, all right, so Cowboys have a very outside chance of getting the number one seed. Um, Philly needs to lose out, and a combination of Minnesota and San Fran need to lose one game apiece. Uh, obviously, that goes with the Cowboys winning out. Uh, they took care of business against the Titans. Now... A game that really doesn't mean anything for them in Week 18. They have to win. And like I said, they need those other things to fall as they need to. Um, 
But the Cowboys still have a chance of getting the number one seed and locking up a first round bye. And if they did that, Zach, would we look at that as more of a Cowboys success or more of an Eagles failure? I think it's more of an Eagles failure. And don't get me wrong, the Cowboys, they're in it. What are they, 12 and 4? 12 and 4 right now, buddy. 12 and 4. Okay. I had them going 12 and 5 to start the season. All right, they're 12 and 4. So. Philly is 13-2 and two as of right now. They have the New Orleans Saints, who are not very good, and then they finish up with the Giants. I, I don't like playing the what-if game, but what if Jalen Hurts played last week? Do they beat Dallas? I don't know. Fact of the matter is he didn't play, and they lost. I, I don't think it matters. Who's their quarterback going into New Orleans? I think they beat New Orleans pretty handedly. Who's throwing the ball for them? Taysom Hill? Andy Dalton? Basically the same person? I don't give a fuck. Yeah, but I, I don't know. Like That game... that. New Orleans played last week against the Browns. I know it's the Browns, but just like with everything going on in that game, the fact that they were still able to win on the road in 30 fucking mile degree gusts and terrible weather, I I like the Saints. I, they, their defense is scrappy, man. They're a scrappy-ass team. They kind of remind me of the Titans a little bit. And like, Titans played us, you know, decent for two and a half quarters last week. What can you really expect from Josh Dobbs? I, I, I hear you, but still, Titan. I mean, uh, New Orleans better, but Saints much better team talent wise. You don't think they could uh, get Philly? Maybe you know, trying to rest some guys. I mean, they have a playoff spot locked up. Yeah, but it's a big difference going through Philadelphia for the playoffs versus going through Dallas or San Francisco or Minnesota. I think Philly's going to want to lock up that number one seed and have everything go through there. I think the last time it went through Philly. They ended up winning the Super Bowl. I mean, we shall see. Um, Fuck Philly. I don't want to see Philly succeed in anything that they do, Zach. It's not not a secret on this podcast. But um, that's the NFC playoff picture. Let's look at the AFC playoff picture a little bit because that's that's very interesting. Yeah, some big games this week for the AFC. So at your number one seed, you got the Buffalo Bills sitting at 12-3. They're going to probably look to have home field. Probably going to have a couple snow games in the playoffs. Going to look forward to that. Kansas City Chiefs 12 and 3. Right now Buffalo has a tiebreaker over Kansas City. And like we said, big matchups. The Bengals play the Bills this week. The Bengals are sitting in the 3 seed 11 and 4. Bengals could potentially end up with the number 1 seed, bro. They could if the Bengals end cuz they beat the Chiefs this year. Yeah. So if the Chiefs lose one game and the Bengals win out, the Bengals get the 1 seed and the Bills slide all the way to number 3 if they lose this week. Kind of a big drop. At number 4, you're kind of fighting for that spot in the AFC South between the ten, um, between the Tennessee Titans and the Jacksonville Jaguars. I mean, it's coming down to Week 18. I it's mean, it be got a- flexed to Sunday night. Uh, I know Andy Fernandez, friend of the podcast, is uh, he's going through it right now. Uh, well, welcome to NFL fandom, Andy. Yeah, trust me. This we is what it know. is. We we know he's going through it. And just be prepared to lose because that's exactly what's going to happen on uh, on, uh, I, on Sunday night. I think the Jaguars locked that up. Especially if Tannehill's not playing and Derrick Henry's not 100%. But you never know, all right? So, anyway, five seed. Right now it's the Ravens, six. Chargers locked up their wild card spot with their pass win over the Colts. And recent thing here, the Colts have a trend going on. This could be the third straight week that they send the team to the playoffs. Oh, shit. Minnesota. Uh, Los Angeles and now the Giants. Ah, look at that. Helping out the league, baby. Helping out the league. Thank then, you, Indianapolis and Jeff Saturday. And then right now, the seven seed is the last playoff spot up for grabs. You got the Dolphins sitting there right now, but not far behind are the Patriots and Jets who play this weekend. No, I'm sorry. They don't play this weekend. The Dolphins play the Patriots this yes, weekend. without Tua. So if the Patriots can get a win there, 
and the Jets end up winning out. They have Seattle, and I think they end the season with. Is it New England? Yeah. It, no. Or is it Miami? Miami. So the Jets Miami. from Miami. So the Jets are kind of in control of their own destiny here. Mike White getting the start. Do you think the Jets end up pulling this out of their ass? Do you, or do you I think do. Miami kind of keeps their No, thing I think going? the Jets could get this going because I believe in Mike White, ex-Dallas uh, Cowboy, uh, ex-Western Kentucky, I think, if I'm not mistaken. But uh, I like Mike White for them. I think those those guys in that Jets locker room, they rally around him. And do you see how much they fucking can't stand Zach Wilson, man? Like, that goes that goes for something, all right? Uh, Wilson, qu- uh, quarterbacks named Wilson in this league are not very well liked right now. I just don't understand how Rob Sala can just sit there and be like, yeah, no, he's, his future's not done with us yet. No, it's, it's over. Oh, it's so over, bro. It's over. It's so over. And they would be fucking stupid to keep him on the roster next year. They would be. It's him or Mike White. Like, you can't. You can't have both of them on the roster again. I'm sorry. No, you're, I mean, you dude, he was a second overall pick. Not only is that a big cap hit, but uh, what? Yeah, that's a what really are you gonna bad have stain Zach for Joe not, Douglas. You're going to have Zach Wilson not dress at all, ever? I don't know, man. Maybe he goes somewhere else since behind somebody and learns how to actually be an NFL quarterback. But as far as this current team that the Jets have right now, they are a talented football team. I got to be honest with you. Their defense... You know, maybe one year away from like actually being very good, but like individually, the guys that they have on like their team, I like them. I like them a lot. You're pretty much gonna say Sauce is probably gonna win Defensive Player of the Year. I'm, yeah, Defensive Rookie of the Year. For defensive certain. Rookie. I'm sorry. Yeah. Defensive Rookie I mean, of he, the Year. I mean, he he could be up there for Defensive Player of the Year. I mean, it's gonna go to Micah. Let's be honest. It could go to Micah or I th- um, I think Nick Bosa, Judah, Nick Bosa has been a little bit better this season, but. I, I don't know. We'll see what happens. But um, I like what the Jets have. I love Garrett Wilson. I think he's a stud. And now that he finally has somebody to actually throw him the ball, I think the Jets' offense... Elijah Moore. Yeah, it's pretty, it's pretty good. I mean, they're missing Brees Hall, which sucks. But they got Bam Knight back there who's doing his thing, you know. And if Mike White can just be Mike White, which is a pretty decent, you know, ball distributor, I think... I think they're going to take care of Seattle pretty pretty decently, actually. And that works out well for the Giants, just in case we do lose. Seattle loses, Washington loses. We still punch our ticket, but yeah. Jets weigh in, beat Seattle. New England's got to beat the Dolphins, and I think they got to beat Miami in Week 18. The yes, Jets do. They control their own destiny. So we'll see what happens there. Looking forward to the playoff picture. I think the matchups right now are a little cloudy, so we can't really get into those right now. Week 18. That's week when, 18. That's we're, when we'll know. We're going to know pretty much what's going to be the playoff picture going into next week. So we're definitely going to bring you an episode for that. We can't slack this week, Sean. Nah, not at all. We got to be on our game. Uh, let's close out this episode with you know, our usual segments. And let's start out with the blind confidence pool, Zach, because like we said, it's week 17, only one more week left. So long as you do not beat me by three points this week, I will have wrapped up the blind confidence pool. It will not matter what happens in week 18. Um, So these are, these are the picks. This This is, is, this is big. This is it. This This is is pretty much it, man. I mean, you're, you're leading right now 41 to 32. I made a little bit of a comeback late. We both lost all of our games last week. I think that was the first time this year that that's happened. Yeah, not one of us got a single game right. So, so we're we're on a little bit of a down streak right now. But uh, all right, ready? Let's start with yours. My three point play: the Cincinnati Bengals uh, plus one and a half against the Buffalo Bills I would have on Monday thought night. That you would have taken a little bit more of a gimme game than a 
pick them between the Bills and the Bengals. I like what the Bengals are doing, and I believe in Joe Burrow. And I believe in Joe Burrow over uh, Josh Allen right now. Okay. As crazy as that is to say, because you know how much I love Josh Allen. That's your prerogative. But uh, Joe Cool has been otherworldly lately. Uh, My two-point play is going to be, all right, this is bold, Teddy Bridgewater and the Miami Dolphins getting it done against Bill Belichick. Okay, plus two and a half. Um, I just, I believe in Teddy Bridgewater in that offense. I think, you know, before he was severely concussed, he he actually ran that offense pretty decently. Okay, and I think Teddy's one of the better backups in the league, and I'm not really worried about what Miami can do on O. The Patriots are just not going to be able to keep up with them in this game, I think. That's what I think it's going to boil down to. Um, And my one-point play... I mentioned it earlier. The New York Giants covering five and a half against the Indianapolis Colts. Your G-men are going to get it done this week, Zach. I'm thinking a big win for them. It makes me proud that you say that, but it makes me nervous that everyone thinks this is just going to be a blowout win. This has trap game written all over it. And what a time for it to be a trap game, right? But we talked about that already. I'm not going to get back into that because I'll just have an aneurysm and it will never get out of here. But... My three-point play, Sean, is going to be the Pittsburgh Steelers plus two and a half against Tyler Huntley and the Ravens. I don't think the Ravens are very good. They don't have a receiver, and you could say Mark Andrews all you want. He has been ineffective as long as Tyler Huntley has been the quarterback. My number two-point play is going to be Sam Fran minus nine and a half against the Oak- Oakland Raiders, against the Las Vegas Raiders Jeez. and Jarrett Stidham. Wow. Oh, man. I mean, when you had first you know, told me you were taking this, I completely forgot that the Raiders had benched Derek Carr, and I immediately was like, Zach, what the fuck are you doing? Um, yeah, Jared Stidham leading the helm there. I'd be surprised if the Raiders put up three points. In this I can't game. wait for our end of season episode where we go over what we think is going to happen in the offseason and then just complete butcher it. Like, I, ha- I have some <laughs> trade targets that I want the Giants to go for, but I guarantee they won't even get close to it. But that's for another day. And my one-point play is going to be Seattle plus one and a half. Seattle at home, I think they're playing for a little bit more right now than the Jets are. Their defense is okay. Kenneth Walker got the ball rolling. Geno Smith, he's kind of fallen off since the halfway mark of the season. A little bit. So, no Tyler Lockett. Still got DK. We'll see what happens there. That DK versus Sauce Gardner matchup is going to be interesting, to say the least. For sure. For sure. All right. Uh, Let's close out this episode with the can't-miss parlay. So, we are one for what? One for 16. One for 16 this year? All right. That's great. What's that? Like, fucking... We've lost 7%. Over the course of the season, if you guys used our tips and betting and you used $100 bets each week, you lost $1,300. I'm, I'm sorry about that. It, hey, we have a disclaimer. Listen, if you listened to the first episode, you would have known we are not viable for anybody's losses. But uh, this week, we feel really good about this one. Uh, let's take uh, Cleveland plus one and a half. Uh, let's couple that with the over in the Chicago and Detroit game. A lot of points going to be scored in that one. Uh, Lions have been smashing the over almost all year in most of their games. And I love Justin Fields as a quarterback. I just think he needs some help. So give me the over in that. Uh, San Fran on the money line. Don't really have to explain that. KC on the money line. Same thing there. They're still playing for the number one seed. And this one was interesting. Uh, Zach, you threw this one in and you really feel strongly about this one. Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh (laughs) plus two and a half. Yeah, I mean, I listen, I don't think Pittsburgh is a bad team. I think they have a rookie quarterback who's kind of getting comfortable in the offense. They have a shitty offensive play caller. I just think that 
and this is going to sound crazy, Pittsburgh has more firepower on offense than the Ravens do. And the Ravens don't really show me anything on defense that's really going to be scaring me like the way T.J. Watt scares me if I'm the Ravens. Uh, so, fair enough, fair enough. All right. All right, I can get behind that. Uh, you throw a $100 bet on that parlay, you're going to win yourself $883. Good luck to everybody out there. Um, good luck to you this weekend, Mr. Durkin. Um, I'm in your corner as a Cowboys fan. You're going to be there? Yeah. <sighs> Come on, just tailgate with us. It's going to be a fun tailgate. I, I might. I'm going to get drunk at 10 o'clock in the morning. That's going to be great. And we're going to be barbecuing I, at 10 I o'clock in the morning. I kind of just want to see that. I'm gonna, no, you don't understand. I haven't been to a giant game drunk this year because I'm usually too stressed out. But I think I need to be drunk for this. Yeah. I need to be screaming obnoxiously at people in the stands. Yeah, you got at, to. Like, this is one of those games where I'm just going to have to be like, yo, let's fucking go, man. Jackie's going to have to be the responsible one Jackie this weekend. Jackie's just as fucked up. Oh, man. I feel bad. Uh, all right. Well, that's going to close out this episode of the Heat Arrivals podcast. Thank you all for listening. And always remember that you could follow us on our Instagram at Heat Arrivals Pod 15 on Twitter of the same handle. Um, and that's pretty much it. Don't ask about our TikTok. We're still waiting on that. Uh, 2023 is right around the corner, Zach. Yeah, man. It's fucking crazy how fast this year went. For real. This is going to be year two of the Heat Arrivals podcast. Yeah. Yeah, the draft is going to be two years. Crazy, right? It's, it's actually insane. And uh, we're still uh, we're still only doing audio. It's got to change. Yeah. It's got to change. We'll try to get the... Uh, the people want to see our faces, Mr. Durkin. We got to try and get the video going, hopefully by the draft. I don't want to put a timeline on or anything. It adds pressure to everything, but hey... We're trying. We're trying. We're going to get there. If anyone has any tips or ideas or advice in terms of going to video recording as opposed to all your recording, please let us know because we have no idea what the fuck we're doing. Or if you want to work with us, yo, DM us. Our DMs are always open. Uh, but yeah, that's it. So for the Heated Rivals podcast, I'm Sean Robinson. And I'm Zach Durkin. Take care, everybody. Peace.